Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with me, your host, Coach B. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. I am so glad to be back with you guys on this Thursday, and I'm telling you, we are in for a treat today. I have a special guest that's here, and I believe her story is unique to me. I think it's really unique. I love it. I love what she's bringing forward today, and I'm excited to introduce Meredith. Meredith, come on in the room. Come on in the room. Yes, hello. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for um, wanting to be on the show. I appreciate it, and um, I'm so glad that you're here. And Please introduce yourself so that uh, the listeners and the viewers know um, who you are and, you know, what you do, where you're from, whatever you'd like to share. This is your moment. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Happy to be here. So looking forward to our conversation. Yes. So my name, you said, I'm Meredith Bruff. And I, it's funny when you ask where I'm from, it's a little hard to identify because my family moved a lot when I was a kid. Um, for no reason, <laughs> but I grew up in Northern California and now I'm in the middle of the U S and in, in Iowa in the cornfields. Wow. But it's a really slow paced place to raise a family. So I'm actually happy we're here. Okay. That's good. Yeah. It's nice and quiet. It's yeah. quiet. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice. Like going back in time, honestly, it's very oh, wow. Christian, very, I don't know, just a family oriented place. So yeah. Oh, that's nice. It. Oh, wonderful. Okay. <laughs> So I'm a mom of five and a grandma. I actually am a new what? grandma. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> my my oldest son is 23. He and his wife have a baby boy who's one. And oh my gosh, this little boy has the best oh. smile in the world. Oh. He has so many fans. He's so cute. Oh my gosh. Oh, I know you're loving every minute of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm awesome. a total baby person. <laughs> so it's so How old is your youngest? My youngest is 15. I had... Oh. I had a child every other year. So you don't have no more babies. So no 15. More babies. Yep. Wow. And you said every year. So it's 15, 16. Every other year. Every it's other 15, year. 15, yeah. 17, 19, and 21. And wow. 23. <laughs> <laughs> At least you think there's some space in between it. That's amazing. Oh, my God. But you know what I love about that? I grew up as an only child. I'm an only child. So, you know, I, I had my cousins every now and then, but I love that, that they were like two years apart. So they were close. Did they, they came up really close. Did they get along pretty well as mm, kids? No. No. Oh. <laughs> They're, <laughs> They're all the 
You know, I hear so much about the the, the, the the sibling rivalry and different things. I wouldn't know about that. I didn't, you know, only child. But I just love that, um, you know, I just missed that opportunity. My mom did have, um, my mom had about, I think it was five miscarriages. I was the only one. Wow. I, I feel like I'm a miracle child because I'm the only All one, right. you know, that made it. Yeah, but, um, but I love that, though. Yeah, I do miss not having sisters and brothers but yeah i hear the stories though <laughs> yeah it was a little crazy actually i, I was a lunatic yeah. mom i feel but oh well I, I think that they um really love it now they yeah. really love it because as they get older you know they get along better and they appreciate the friendship and the fun that's just built that's into awesome. our home <laughs> yeah, wow. that's nice that's so yeah. nice so please yeah. continue i'm sorry yeah. so um i was a stay-at-home mom for most of my children's lives, but I always needed to work because my husband needed my help. And so I was always trying to find some way to stay home. And so I actually sometimes would have a couple jobs at a time, you know, like a weekend job or some type of home business, you know, sales or something. But I also um, ran daycare for 15 years. And that's where I honed this ability besides raising five kids to help with sleep, help with the little kids sleep. So that's, that's um that's my job now. I went into it full time. And so my focus is on helping the most exhausted moms get rest. And I actually specialize in helping the most challenging children too. A lot of them are really sweet, easygoing kids, but when it comes to sleep, they're really challenging. Wow. And how do you do this? Now I know you said um when I was reading uh, some information that you sent to me, you know, I know you felt led that God was leading you to do this. Um, You've helped many people um, with this, but how did you come up with the concept or how were you led? How did it all come together? And I'm sorry. And I should have said, we're talking about, tell them, I'm sorry, the name of your company, because I'm so excited about it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) It's called Sweet Slumber and I'm a sleep coach. And Honestly, when I started my business, and I'll kind of backtrack here, but when I started, I thought I was creating something new because I read one book, didn't really delve into the whole sleep thing. There's many, many resources when I was raising my kids, even I read one book and then it was in response to how bad my first child slept and I got pregnant a second time and I was terrified that I'd be up all night with both kids. Someone recommended the book. I read it and I kind of skimmed through it and just used what felt right to me. And it worked beautifully. So my second child slept for 12 hours at two months old and never, never turned back. And so I kept having babies because my life was glorious. <laughs> Only deal with the sleep deprivation for a month. And then the sleep was already getting better after that. It was, it was so nice to have normalcy, predictability, structure, and I was rested. So being a a kid person, a a baby person, I just kept having babies because it was fine. (laughs) Oh, you were, hey, look, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It's amazing. So I I would practice on my kids, obviously, but I also, I didn't realize at the time that I was customizing, I was coming up with new things. And then when I had my daycare, these kids would come to me and it was advantageous to me to get them on schedules and sleeping well, but they would only be in my home for about four or five days. And I didn't teach the parents anything and they would be sleeping for eight hours at night. So that's one of the things that I definitely didn't learn from my book. 
I it's a gift. It was a gift, right? A and gift. so it was kind of like a hobby, like, oh, I've got this little gift for you. Like someone would come to me for daycare and I'd be like, Ooh, you have no idea what you're in store for. <laughs> and I was so excited because it was like being Santa every time there's someone coming to me. And uh, it was it was taken for granted. It was just something I did and it was fun. One yeah. of my favorite times I was celebrating my gift. A mom yeah. came to me with eight-month-old twins. I actually watched them for a few years, so they felt like my boys. But yeah. when they were eight months old, they were just sleeping in their car seats and eating with propped-up bottles and the you know the blanket and yeah and their life for survival. But for me, it was like, oh no, 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 we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to change this. Okay, uh-huh. so yeah. I changed things, and seriously, four days later, eight hours of sleep. The mom was a new person because this is eight months in, you know. So actually, I got her flowers. And when she came to me the next morning, gave her the flowers, you know, she had texted me or something. So I knew the news. Um, She goes, these are for you and gave them back to me. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like, she was like, hallelujah. (laughs) You have to give me a gift. (laughs) That's amazing, though. Yeah. you honed in on your gift, you know, uh, uh, and you, I guess, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your, your, your faith too, yeah. but was this something that you prayed for or you just felt this was something that was needed and you did what was necessary? For these to- families, it yeah. was just my good heart wanting to help. And I really didn't. I did not recognize it was a gift. I just thought it was fun. And when I did have a big, like eye-opening experience, that's when I got really prayerful about it and included God. So I'll, I'll, I'll share that story if you want. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. So, so about when my son was about seven or eight, my youngest, um, my kids were fighting so much. (laughs) I could not have a daycare anymore because I, even though it was after school, I did not want these little babies and sweet things around my kids being little turkeys. And uh, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> and I prayed about that. I was like, these, yes. these kids need something different. My kids need something different. And so I started working in the schools and I just did that for a couple of years. And I was quite content. I really liked helping like assistant to the okay. teachers. Okay. So I was kind of like removed from my home being a <laughs> a really busy place at that point yeah. you know and, and getting okay. to be around kids was kind of a fun thing for me and okay. um someone asked me from church to come help out uh there was a family that was moving and they had okay. twin babies okay. and older kids and they said hey this is crazy for us can you just come help watch the babies sure yeah. and um I brought a daughter with me and we were like Woo-hoo, we get to hold babies Aww. and we get there and stifling hot there's no air conditioner because the doors are opening open oh. sorry for the move the couple is fighting and it turned really ugly so he's like yelling oh, in the parking God. lot he walks out in the middle of a move oh wow come to find out she's got postpartum depression she had just been in the hospital with mastitis and had a sinus infection plus my anxiety too so i'm like piecing things together as i'm i'm just observing these are people i don't know I'm just meeting and um, my daughter and I were taking care of the kids and we noticed that these babies were pretty lethargic. It was hot, but they were only eating like snacking like an ounce or two in their bottles. And then they would be in a car seat and just like falling asleep because it was hot and they'd only nap for like minutes. And it was like a, a cycle of this type of thing all day long. And I could tell that they weren't thriving and I was worried about them. 
yeah. and the mom, the mom came to me later that night. I think she sensed who I was and that I had this big heart and she could trust me and told me in confidence that she needed things to change because she was ready to die or give her babies away. Oh, wow. You know, there was tears, you know, we were crying oh, together wow. and I just, this is when, again, I think it was my heart, but of course, God telling me, you got to help this woman, you know what to do. Yeah. So first I ministered to her. So take her to the store, take her home, feed her, let her sleep at my house. And she Aww. sat at the table and cried because no one had taken care of her like that in her life. It was Aww. so beautiful. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. Oh my I God. Know, I know. And and really, Aww. even though she had older kids, someone had helped her raise those kids. So she really, one of her things was, I don't know what I'm doing. So we took over. Her husband just left? He just it left? Was, it was a boyfriend. Yeah. He just disappeared. Boyfriend. Just disappeared. And she had trouble with him. For then That's on, so sad. So he was wow. bad news. Um, oh, you were an angel. Yeah, I feel like That's I was putting that. What yep. she needed. Yep. It was, wow. it was for me very meaningful. And actually, I I really gave up myself for quite a few months to take care of her. And I had to ask my husband just to be understanding and step up for me because she was on her own, you know. But that yeah. week, my That's daughters, funny. my daughters and I just took care of the babies. We sent her home because she needed to settle in, take care of her older kids. So we kept the babies for four days and nights and I just got them on a schedule. I got them eating well and I got them um, to learn how to fall asleep in their cribs peacefully because I don't do that crying stuff. And, and when I brought them back to their mom, they were sleeping for eight hours at night and it was life changing for her and so meaningful. Like this is her her life life. and gave her a chance to raise her babies and stay together as a family. And so I, I, I know I was like an angel to her. There was a very yes. special relationship there with her yes. where like I was her angel and I came over and I yes. was her, her, you know, ray of sunlight and, you know, always whenever um, we were together. So that was a special relationship, but it really opened my eyes to you have a gift. This is important. It's yes. not just a hobby. Take it That's seriously, right. you know, That's like, it was, it was goosebumps. It was just feeling, you know, yes. like, I got to pay attention here. Something to this. Yes. And, uh, um, actually I haven't shared this very much, but I had a friend pass away around the same time and she was 32 and died of cancer and oh left God, her baby. So young. And she, she was actually one of the moms that I helped with my daycare. So I knew her babies, you know, and, um, when she passed away, she had been a very ambitious woman who had accomplished much and she was a therapist and was trying to change the world in her own way. Yeah. I made a promise that I was going to do something in her name, like to honor her. Yeah. And so all of this happened at the right time for me where I just knew I needed to do this full time and that I could change lives all over the world, you know? Yes. yes. But yes. I did feel God just calling me like, this is your mission and this is going to be big and you're going to be like you're going to be well in the world you're going to change the world and that's really what I felt inside and that sounds really big for where I was at the time but that vision has just really carried me all these years like I can't give up I don't care if this is hard I'm pushing through I've got a mission and yes yes God whispered this to me that that I was gonna I was gonna impact the world in some way so yes you're doing it. That's amazing. I really didn't know that this was already a thing. Because, but the thing about it is that I, the sleep coaching, 
I really felt like once I found out that people were doing this in their schools and then professional, I still felt very unique because I had taught myself and I did not teach the parents at night and I just did it during the day. And that's very unique. So I kind of took that and a lot of other experiences in the future and made my whole entire system that. So you actually did it with the children, got the children following this sleep pattern, whatever. And the parents, you didn't have to teach them anything. And oh. the children just, that's something. Yeah. And, and I, I that's didn't something. know how to transfer my knowledge. So when I started my business, I, yeah. set up, I set up kind of like a nursery in my living room where I thought people would bring their kids to me and I'd be doing this. Yeah. And my very first client wanted me to come to her house. She had twins. And so that's really the end of that. I just started realizing I need to be in people's homes. I need to show the moms what to do. I can't really just do it for them. <laughs> that's something. Oh my gosh, I love that. So now, you know, you're 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 doing this because people don't realize. I mean, motherhood. You know, you carry the child. You know, nine months. You know, the body's changing, moods change, so many different things going on. You deliver the baby. You have the baby. Your body is still going through things. This is something, you know. People it's just crazy. don't realize. No, they don't. They, and even when, like, I was a nanny, I had 30 years of childcare experience. Um, I shouldn't say that. At that point, when I first had kids, maybe, you know, 15, 20. But I thought I was a pro and I was still completely floored by it. Like, I, I did not know what I was doing and it was overwhelming and I did not take care of myself and it was shocking. So I don't think there is enough experience to make you go into motherhood is like, Oh, this is easy. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Oh my gosh. But that is something. Oh my God. I love your story. I love what you're doing. And Thank actually, you. how long have you been, been doing this now? So it's been six years full time. Okay. Actually, I think tomorrow is my anniversary. So that's kind of exciting. Wow, tomorrow? Yeah. Well, happy anniversary. <laughs> like this conversation happening now. That's so cool. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's you, know, you were you were just talking about motherhood. Sorry to interrupt you, but um that's, okay. that's actually I want to say more than half of my focus is on motherhood. It's I, I definitely have gifts and talents and knowledge and a lot of experience with sleep, and that's my forte. And that's what people pay me for. But my goal is always, always to like empower mom, help her feel confident, help her trust herself and and her intuition, help her be in tune with her child and really believe in what she's doing, that she's doing it right. And actually, I teach moms to throw out sleep training rules because they're very confusing. They make you turn off your instincts and your intuition. They make you question yourself. They actually teach you to do things that aren't right because, and I'm, I'll be specific, we want to make sure that we can rely on our own instincts on, on how to act and what to do. And right. we should never turn that off. And we should never think I'm spoiling my baby or responding is teaching my baby something bad because that's that's 100% false. Actually, yeah. if you're supportive and super gentle and super involved and engaging and spoiling, if you want to call it, yeah. your yes. child's actually going to thrive. And so that's what I teach people is, okay, you got to get rid of all that garbage and just everything you're feeling and sensing is what's going to help your child thrive. So just trust that. I love that. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Wow. So you're helping mothers, you're helping families. 
to get some sense of normal, you know, where they can sleep, get rest, their babies sleep and rest. So you're making, you know, a happy home, you know, yeah, not stressful. So that's amazing. So what would you say in your faith walk that really kept you through all of this? Were you centered on something specifically? Would you say it was your your prayer or would you say it was just uh, your relationship with God? Can you just explain a little bit about your yeah. faith and, and what okay. kept you through all of this? Yeah. Well, I think in a Christian faith, it's easy mm-hmm. to want to help people and it's easy yeah. to want to, you know, like to serve them with your whole heart, right? So that's always kind of underneath everything. Mm-hmm. But my prayer has been that I want to help my family. I want to support them, but I want to keep them first. I want to keep God at the top. And so I think that that's been really important. It's actually been like a guiding post for me the entire time. Like I've got to keep God at the center. I got to keep my family at the center and I'm going to let God lead me and how to run my business, the decisions I make. And I'm gonna let him lead me back when I get off track. Cause I do. And I'm going to lean on him. I'm going to lean on him to help me be better and grow and oh my gosh when I think about what I knew or didn't know back six years ago to now I'm kind of amazed that's something yes girl look at you (laughs) wow look at just yes isn't it something but I don't take credit for it though because if I did not have God in my corner I would not have done I hear you I would not have grown and I would not have been able to impact or change lives the way I have and and that means a lot to me because it's not about ambition and and being famous. It's more about the difference, the fulfillment, right? The yeah, blessing. yeah, making yeah. a difference. Absolutely, I agree. Yes. Oh my Amen. gosh! I just that- had an experience yesterday that made me cry. I got Ooh. off a podcast interview and I cried because this person who was interviewing me felt yeah. his mother with him when they was talking to me, and it was like it was it was you know you can have experience like that and think how special but for me it was another reminder that god's in my work and that he's going to keep blessing me and he's guiding me and bringing people into my life that are going to they got really emotional oh yeah wow it's just so special when you have god leading and supporting you and for me to feel like this is his work and not mine and you know what I'm just kind of blabbing, sorry, but <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Another answer to your question, though, is that yeah. as I've worked with people and had really challenging cases, yeah, I've needed God to help me through some tough stuff, and I won't give up on people, and I don't want them to feel like I can't help. Yeah, so there's just like determined feeling in me that I have to, and so yeah. that's why I help high needs, spirited, and highly sensitive babies now. Because he kept sending me these families who needed something different and special. And I came up with eight tear-free methods that these babies would not, they would not uh, progress any other way. What is that? Can you explain that? Eight tear-free methods? What is that? Okay, so people use sleep training. That is a method. So it's either cry it out or Ferber, which is time checks when your baby's in their crib and you leave and come back, that sort of thing. Or you leave and you put earplugs in and you let them cry and then maybe they'll sleep better. That's, that's the old fashioned belief that's been taught for like 40, 50 years. Okay. Obviously back then they weren't doing research on babies 
at all. Yeah. They didn't wow. even care about women, you know, it was it science was not looking at these things yet. And right. so it was based on someone's experience and clinical opinions and ideas and oh. not for the well-being of children. And the reason it's still practiced today is because it's I mean, it is like ingrained in people. It is yeah. 50 years, you know, maybe longer. And wow. doctors tell you to do it. Everyone tells you to do it. And there's a really big um what do you call it? There's a lot of people in my field. There's okay. a lot of consultants out there. So you can find someone to help you with this. You can find a book, you can find a, a website, a social media person to, to teach you. Okay. Um, but along the way, as I worked with these tougher kids, I just sensed, you know what? Crying is bad. These kids are, they're just getting worse. They're screaming, crying for hours, clinging wow. to their moms for dear life. They won't sleep in their bed at all because they think their room's a terrible place. Wow. And I just, and I, at the point I was at, I was only using like a little bit of crying, like maybe 30 seconds or a minute. Okay. I knew we could calm them back down and we could kind of push them a little bit. Yeah. But I found that it was better to keep them calm and okay. cooperate. And I focus on security, which means teach this baby to love the room, be so comfortable there and know that you're always coming when they cry because they're yeah. going to relax then and they're not going to be anxious. And that yeah. helps them to, to develop well, which is exciting. Okay. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's what I focus on is I, I have these eight methods that are different ways to teach babies to fall asleep in a crib or, you know, maybe they fall asleep in mom's arms and we're trying to stop feeding to sleep or whatever it is that baby's waking up repeatedly all night long for that same exact pattern because that's right. what they're in, that's what's safe and comfortable for them okay. we want to empower babies to know how to self-settle to know yeah. how to connect sleep cycles to know how to just okay I'm waking up but I'm gonna just keep sleeping you know <laughs> yeah now listen I'm curious to find the, the best method for each child I mean does that take long it doesn't take long it doesn't take me long <laughs> because i i mean i what i actually do yeah. is i i give a temperament test to each yeah. parent okay. and it's like there's 20 questions and there's five answers and every yeah. single answer tells me something about that child wow. and i look at that and okay. actually i don't pick a method in the beginning i do okay. give the parents resources based on I have a very sensitive child. I have a very active child. I have a very grumpy child. Um, I give them resources when they need them. And then the system that I have is, is everyone's following it, but I am customizing pieces uh, based on what the child needs and what would work or not. And so they're following this, but after a couple of weeks, we actually prepare the child to sleep in their crib and that makes it more peaceful too. Um, Then I choose a method because babies often progressed maybe moms changed some habits and and i based the method on how they're falling asleep how mm-hmm. they what their needs are how they would respond let me give you an example because this is a, a lot of words okay no, sure. so like basically one method that i share pretty openly mm-hmm. i tell you very fast pick up put down it's just something that parents do they'll put their child in crib pick them back up to settle and put them back in and they'll do that over and over this method they actually teach you to do that 150 times if it, that's what it takes to get the baby to sleep. Wow. Can you, can you imagine how stressful that is. <laughs> yeah. Just the thought of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> For mom and baby. They also teach you to do this all through the night, all the next day, and the day after that, and just consistently always do it. You be very There are very few babies that would take that well. Yeah. I mean, Jane. 
So my approach is more like, you know what, let's just put them in the crib and settle them once or twice, put them in there, pick them up and then put them to sleep the way they're used to it. And then you save the nap. You're not stressed. Maybe the next we do it that same way for a day tomorrow. Let's do it a little longer. We're going to just keep settling them back in their crib, picking them back up. And after a few times, go put them to sleep what they're used to. Let's not stress them out, you know? And we just keep building that way. And this works really well for younger babies. Okay. Three, four or five months old, because we can pick them up and they're not too heavy. They're not climbing or sitting or any of those things. And it could take a week or it could take two weeks, but eventually they'll start falling asleep in their bed. Now, again, this is based on an easy kid. A lot of kids, when they're tired, they get really cranky or they can't relax and we have to really soothe them to sleep like through motion or breastfeeding or something. So so that's why I have more complex methods because a lot of babies need something different. Okay. Yeah. Differences. There's so many differences. (laughs) I don't want to talk about that forever. But one thing I do want to say is that I intuitively thought of things or I prayed for the answers and they came to me and I believe that was God. I believe that all of the answers and solutions that I teach are not mine. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why I have a school now because I want more people to know and use these tools. I believe so strongly in them. And it's like truth. I know that they're, they're from God and I want to spread that and, Yes. So I have a school so that more people can do what I do. And, and I don't feel like I have to protect those secrets so much because yeah. they belong to me. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> I hear you. I love that. So yeah. I know there's pro- there's mothers out there, you know, people listening and they're going to want to know how to connect with you, have questions for you to know what you offer. So if you could just share the things that with your business, what you offer, how they can connect with you, and also the ages. Is there particular ages that you work with? Can you share that as well? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I work with babies. Honestly, I love I love talking to pregnant moms and helping them know what to expect and like mm-hmm. give them a little break. Hey, you don't have to worry about this in the beginning. Just figure yeah. things out, right? But yes. by a month, two months, we can already start working together because we're not talking about tears. We're not talking about force. We're talking about just loving, nurturing ideas and natural solutions. So um, I have a podcast. That's a great way for people to find me. Really easy. The Sweet Slumber Podcast. The you can Sweet find it anywhere. Slumber Podcast. I love that. Okay. Yep. I have a little subtitle. This is the good, the bad, and the sleep deprived. <laughs> I love that. Because we talk about motherhood too. Oh, and I interview moms yes. who've been through such tough things, but come out the other side, just yeah. happy and loving, you know, loving their experience with me and loving what, how they're blessed and how life changed, you know? So we, we've got yeah. that. and I've got experts that come on and teach all things motherhood. Awesome. So, yeah. So that's my podcast. And I do coach. I have a few different programs depending on budgets and like what, you know, how long people can work with me. I usually tell people what their child needs when it comes to the length of time. Um, But you can find that information on my website. Just remember sweet slumber time for anything. Sweet Sweet slumber time. time. Okay. That's my website. That's my handle on Instagram and on Facebook. Okay. Awesome. And And then my classes, this is virtual. And yeah. if there's people in your area, 
Yes. Okay. You okay. Got you. I I go to them if they're in my area and I love that so much fun. Okay. Um, And then I have this school and you can find a tab on my website for that too. Okay. My my method and my approach, I call it the baby centered sleep method or baby centered system. Okay. I know I'm throwing out a lot of things. Hopefully you'll put it in your notes, but I have a sleep group on Facebook called baby centered sleep. So on Facebook, uh huh. Another resource for you. Another way to find me. Um, lots of resources. I have I have so many on my website. I have so many in the podcast. People can make a lot of progress on their own, but you know, having someone hold your hand is really a beautiful thing, especially when it comes to let's find the method that's just right for your child. And yes. and you know what? I love changing lives. So mentoring yeah. is my favorite thing. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You are absolutely amazing. Um, this is going to help so many people. What you're doing is such a blessing. And I'm just so glad that we were able to connect and you were able to share this story because there's people that really need this, you know, that yeah. need an out, that need, you know, like you said, with the, the young lady you helped, this feel like they want to just give up. They just want to die. And you saved her life and her family. So that's beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to make sure that I put your information in the description as well. So people can, you know, reach out to you to get more information. And I wish you continued success in what you're doing. And um, before we do close out, is there anything else that you would like to share today before we close out? You've been great. Oh, thank you. You know what? I had definitely been thinking before we got on about how much faith has blessed me with motherhood too. And I'm not going to take much longer, but I just want to share that it's such a blessing that we have prayer, that we have God helping us raise our babies. Yes. There are times when you have to let go. Maybe it's in the hospital. Maybe it's when your child goes off to kindergarten. For me, it's kids getting married and going off to college and a grandbaby who actually moved across the States. (laughs) I know it's so sad. Your first baby. I know it's so tragic, but um, we, we can't control everything, even though we want to, and we don't have to because God looks after our children. They're his children. We're his children. We are not alone. And I just, I think I just want to share that because it can feel very lonely as a mother and you can feel forgotten. I, I feel that way sometimes and you feel overlooked, but God, he hasn't forgotten you and he's watching over you. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. And that's so good to share because sometimes, you know, you can, you feel like, you know, you're full alone, but God, he's always there, always there. Sometimes it may be a lonely journey. Um, you may, it may be some uncertainties, but yeah. you know, we have to continue to believe and hold, you know, firm to our faith, knowing that God is there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So thank you for your words. I really appreciate that. I enjoyed you so much. And, you know, guys, make sure that you connect with Meredith. And I'm so glad that you all listened in. And uh, also to my viewing um, uh, people on YouTube, thank you for joining in. And I just pray that you all will continue to be blessed. And as I always say, remember to keep looking up. All right. Thanks for joining in, guys. Have an amazing rest of the week. And we will see you on next week. Take care. Be blessed. This is now a time of call to salvation. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you at this time 
to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart and save me. I confess that you are Lord and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I accept you now. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you repeated that prayer, you are now saved. Continue to build your relationship with the Lord in prayer and in reading His Word. Trust and believe that God has a beautiful purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah 2911. Be blessed and know that heaven is cheering for you as well as myself. God bless you and keep looking up.